Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Welcome to Los Angeles, where we are getting you set for a historic rivalry tonight between the Lakers and the Celtics in the building right behind me. The Celtics, they were in action. They fell to the Clippers last night, but that's not the only big thing that happened. Hint, hint. Dame Logo Lillard full display last night, but he wasn't the only star to go off. We have highlights galore shortly, and there's going to be plenty of highlights when Steph and Giannis meet tonight. Is this a finals preview? You already know my girl Tanae has a cheat sheet. And did you hear? The NBA MVP trophy has been renamed in Michael Jordan's honor. That trophy is here in studio with us. NBA Today starts right now. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We have great games tonight. We are here to get you set on NBA Today. We are joined by Cheney Agumake, Brian Windhorst, Tim Legler. But before we preview all that is going to go down tonight in crypto, let's look back a little bit at what happened in that building yesterday. Because the Boston Celtics, they were taking on the Clippers. The Celtics looking to bounce back after that loss to Golden State. It wouldn't exactly go that way. The Celtics, Cheney, they had a season-low 47 points in the first half. My goodness. I mean, I, I feel like this is just probably the toughest stretch that the Celtics have had, but the Clippers really seized the day uh, with the opportunity to defensively guarding the three-pointer, defensive rebounding, and we all saw this is where things really exploded, the duo that everyone has been waiting for for Los Angeles. We we were waiting to see, I mean, Paul George, we saw glimpses throughout the season, but Kawhi Leonard, he really rounded into shape last night. Absolutely. 10 for 12 from the field, but that's not the most impressive aspect. I love that he had nine boards. I love that he had six assists. It was the all-around game as he really tries to find himself to get back to form. But look at that, that tough mid-range. That's the Kawhi Leonard that we all know, love, and have been waiting for. Well, through three quarters, Kawhi Leonard had 20 points. It was his first 20-point game of the season. Going ahead to the fourth quarter here, the Clippers up 15 at this point. It was a one-two punch. Paul George gets into the lane, floats it in. Too easy. I mean, when he gets to that right hand and takes contact, that's when you know he his body works. And speaking of body work, look at that, using the left right here. Ooh! Hit him with a shake. I mean, it was just beautiful. George finished with 26 points. Kawhi Leonard, 25 on 10 of 12 shooting. The Clippers win 113-93. So take a look here. I mean, I mentioned it. Kawhi Leonard, he was just balling. This is the Kawhi that we have been waiting to see this season. This is the Kawhi that makes you confident that this Clippers team could potentially, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, be the team to come out of the West. So, Tim Legler, what exactly did you see that was working so well for Kawhi Leonard? I just thought his lower body base looked stronger. He looked more confident in his elevation, and he got into his wheelhouse. We know where Kawhi Leonard wants to operate. You saw this early, and 
comes down. He's going to go against the defensive player of the year, and this is what he's looking at first. He's going to just eye this up, and if he's going to say, if you guys are going to go ahead and stay home on the weak side of the floor, early Boston was. Just saying, you know what? Let's see what Kawhi has tonight. Does he have the elevation? So he eyes it up and realizes, ultimately, this is going to be a one-on-one, and this is where you know he's feeling good. Mm. It's not just the spin. It's then getting off the ground, and he gets off in a way that Marcus Smart just can't get an honest contest. Little lean back, fadeaway jumper on the baseline. This is the guy that led Toronto to a championship. Another look here. Smart play right here, Kawhi Leonard. He's going to let the traffic clear out, and ultimately he knows he's going to have a one-on-one with another elite-level defender in Jalen Brown. He's got size. He's got strength. Gets him to the block. Sinead just pointed this out. Watch what he does here. This is how you know he's feeling it. He's going to give him the little shoulder shimmy to the inside. That's all he needs is a little bit of reaction on the part of Jalen Brown, and once he gets that, it's wheel out and then get up in the air, knowing that it is so difficult to recover once this space is created. Jalen Brown tries to get back on that hand. He can't quite. And Kawhi Leonard operates in the space he wants to. And then this last one, this was earlier in the game. But this is what all that's going to lead to. Comes off, because he's not just a scorer. He's also a playmaker. And on this one, he's going to occupy two guys here off the ball screen and take a look at the strong side corner. Ultimately, you're going to see Derek White make a decision here after this pump fake. Yep, I got to come. And when he does that now, little bounce pass to the corner, you're getting teammates wide open looks. It's all set up by his ability to win the one-on-one mid-range. Mm. And it's something we haven't seen much out of Kawhi Leonard. He's been hurt most of this season, most of the last few years. This was an, a, a typical Kawhi Leonard night when he's the most dominant player on the floor. What a great sign for the Clippers. It's one game, yes. but it gives all of us hope that maybe we can see he and Paul George together for a postseason run. Right. Maybe, just maybe. Here's the thing, Tim, as we, we head back to rejoin our friends here at the desk. I know it's just one game, but what I'm fighting the urge is over the last two games, looking at the Celtics here, Brian, and being like, okay, <laughs> they lost in a finals rematch. They lost then again to a Clippers team that has been up and down this season. Was last night to you more about the Celtics or more about Boston? Definitely about the, uh, about the Clippers and definitely about Kawhi Leonard. But I will point something out. The Celtics have been off the charts offensively. They have not been great defensively this season, and their offense has covered it. Their offense slid a little bit here on this West Coast trip, and now we're starting to see that defense uh, a little bit more in the spotlight. I would say that this is more about the Clippers because this is the duo, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, that we all sort of made predictions that if healthy, they can make it out of the West. Now, I know the Warriors, what we saw versus the Celtics, right. might make us, it might give us a little bit of pause, but I think it's like this is a tough swing, you know, for the Celtics, defend, you know, and everyone's getting up for them. Now they're realizing what it means to lead the NBA with a record perspective, to be a front runner for MVP. You're going to get everyone's A game, whether you're at home or on the road. I still sway with the Clippers this being important because it wasn't even the stats like I said before Kawhi had 25 10 for 12 from the field all that type of stuff he's played four out of the last five games Paul George he's no longer in a minutes restriction when you couple those two things meaning they are available this is exactly what you need for them to have that competitive aspect going through an 82 game season where they're on the floor more than they're not and as Kawhi said after the game I, I'm really trying to be ready for the for the playoffs and that was playoff type of Kawhi that we saw yesterday totally agrees more about the Clippers here's the thing with the Celtics. I'm not worried about it because these, these are what we call the dog days. Mid-December to late January. 
That's that middle part of the season. <laughs> the adrenaline from the beginning is worn off. Mm. Playoffs are too far away to think about. It's cold everywhere you go, typically. <laughs> Including here. Your body's what the heck? tired. Exactly. Your body's <laughs> tired. So you're going to have nights like this. And Boston's hit a little bit of a stretch here offensively where they have struggled. They've been unbelievable so far. They've yeah. separated themselves from the rest of the league, honestly. It's, it's just fighting the urge to make too much out of yeah. one game and make sweeping uh, conclusions based off of that. We're going to have a little bit more on the Celtics later in the show because they don't have much time to dwell on what happened. They're right back in Crypto.com Arena tonight for a clash against the Lakers. We're going to preview that matchup in just a little bit. But Damian Lillard truly was on fire last night. Wait until you see these highlights, Janae. I mean, he couldn't miss. It was just logo Lillard all night long. He picked it up early. Dame, I mean, come on. Okay, trail, trailing, and no one's around him. You know that shot's going up. And when he sees one go down, he's like, oh, this might be my night. And it was. Look at that. How are you not guarding him? In the half court. All of these, Chanae, that we're showing you right now, were in the second quarter. Look, how, like, how do you lose him? That, that's the bigger question. You, like, how does that happen? Uh, but, you know, Dame, he's one of the, he's one of a, he's a consistent scorer, but he's also one of the streakiest scorers in the NBA, which is wild for what he's done. 27 points right there in the first half. Eight for 10 on three. What stood out to you about Dame Lillard in this one, Tim? I think the fact that he got it going so early, and, and you see where he's shooting from, and the reaction of the defender, right? He's always a half a count slow. Why? Because you're going, I don't care who this is, you're not prepared for a dude to pull from there, especially off the dribble, off the bounce, out of the backcourt, and you're backpedaling, you're thinking, okay, I'm in good position here, and then but boom. Don't you think, like, with Steph, with Dame, coaches are like, guard him when he crosses no, that they court, are lose him in the half court. And when Kevin they Durant are. says, hashtag, don't. <laughs> Take Lillard out the game, then you know he is cooking. I'm just saying, your body defensively, no, you're right. your instincts yeah. are not to be up on your toes. Yeah. At Three point line, feet. you're like, all right, let's go. That's what I'm saying. He comes back down to earth. We had to show that he actually missed a shot in this game just to make everyone at home feel like, all right, just, just, just to give you a little dose of reality here. But he was out of this world. The Blazers win this one. Just absolutely incredible performance by Dame. Let's dive into that just a little bit more. Here's what a shot chart looks like. Some deep threes. This was his third career game, making 11 three-pointers, second most in NBA history behind only one Mr. Steph Curry. Dame did this while playing just over 29 minutes of game time, the fourth fewest in 11 three-pointer game history. So history, 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 history. Had the game been a little bit closer, Dame, he might have had a little bit more of a chance to try to break that single game record. So my question to you all, as we are looking at scoring being up this year, as we're looking at people going nuts this year, I'm going to start with you on this one, Brian. Who has the best chance to break that single game three-point record? You know, I think Steph Curry, because you have to be a guy who can get super hot, which we know he can. Mm -hmm. And it's got to be a guy who shoots at volume. You know, if, you know, Steph can shoot the ball 15 times from three in a game, and that's an average night. So I believe Steph can do it. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't done it already. The challenge is like with last night. If you get so hot, then your team is usually so far ahead you can't finish. You need a tight game the way you need all those. That was my exact point. In order for someone to do this, I'm taking Steph. It needs to be a close game that means you have to play the fourth, you have to be hot three quarters through, and then you know you just can bring it home. So I'm taking Steph, Clay could do it as well, Dame could do it, but like the easy layup of an answer is Steph. And I would like to say also that Dame is 107 points away from becoming the Trailblazers all-time leading scorer. So like one of those cool milestones, you'll see him be the franchise best scorer. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Tim. I like the current record holder, here's why. Klay Thompson has one thing he doesn't have to worry about that Steph Curry and Damian Lillard do. 
he doesn't have to set the table for a damn person on the court. When he gets going, he's got one thing on his mind, <laughs> right? He, I think he's the most combustible player in the league during his time in the league, meaning nobody gets quite as hot as Klay Thompson does when he gets going. And with the struggles he's had, right, trying to find consistency, right? Don't you? I kind of got this feeling that one of these nights – it's going to all come flooding back, and he's going to let it fly every time he touches it because he doesn't have to worry about creating offense or running ball screen. It's just shoot every time you touch it. And Coach Kerr, please keep him in the game this time. Yeah. Like sit him for the fourth quarter. Keep him in the game. Yeah. That's what we the all, streets want. We all want to see it because it just feels like he's just – He's going to light that match, and when he does, he's going for it. Um, this has been fun talking about some prolific scores in the game, so let's keep it going because still ahead on NBA Today, Luka Doncic, Shea Gildas-Alexander, their showdown, it lived up to the hype last night. We have highlights from that duel shortly. And we are just hours away from the greatest rivalry in league history taking center stage. LeBron, AD, the Lakers, they are hosting the Jays in Crypto.com. We will preview that. And... How cool is this? The NBA MVP trophy, it got a little overhaul that can only be described as legendary. The MJ MVP fully unveiled live and in person. Do not miss that. Life goal right there. MJ MVP. MJ MVP. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today. All right, now that Shanae's had time for an outfit change, it is time to go coast to coast. You good? Uh, I'm great. I mean, you look great. Um, as always, sis. Didn't get the uh, Navy memo, but I'm holding it down. For it's you. fine. We're going to get on the same page eventually with our <laughs> with our wardrobe changes. All right, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, they combined for 42 and 24 rebounds to beat the Pacers. Miami became the first team to win a game this season with fewer than 90 points. I mean, old school basketball here. Are we believers, Shanae, in this team with those two on the floor? I feel like this is the ultimate example of culture meets underdog. Like, anytime you sort of doubt them, they really show up. And what has shown up as of late is their bench between uh, Deadman, Struess, uh, just being able to get more production out of Bam, and then more importantly, you know, Jimmy, this is the team that we've been waiting for. So, Luka and the Mavs, they beat the Thunder despite a career-high tying 42 from SGA. Luka went for 38. That's 34 straight games with 20-plus points for Luka. Tied for the Mavs record. Tim, is there any holding Luka for, to under 20 this season? I don't think so. He does it so easily. And here's what's really turned around for their team here lately. They've made two short of 100 threes in the last five weeks. Oh. Almost 20 made threes a night in five wins. And that's Lord. what this team has to do because they're that dependent on his greatness. They're not knocking down threes. You can guard them. When you are, this is what happens. 
And then there's the Cavs. They trailed by 19, but fell one point short in the end. Darius Garland misses a clean look at three. San Antonio has won three straight games after an 11-game losing streak. Bryant, what has happened with the Cavaliers here? Well, they are a totally different team on the road. 12-2 and two at home. Five and nine on the road. It's personified by Darius Garland, who missed that shot that could have won it last night. He shoots 50% at home, 34% on the road. Hmm. They just haven't been the same uh, overall team away from home. But I shout out to Kelvin Johnson. But a great game last night, including that game-saving block. He is a sleeper all-star contender. He got hurt, but he's been awesome all year for this first. Sleeper all-star contender. I like it. And... Don't look now. The Nets, they've won 8 of 9. KD and Kyrie scored 38 of their 54 points in the first half on their way to beating the Wizards. Ben Simmons also chipped in 10 points after missing the last game. So the Nets, they were just 2 and 5 with the league's second worst defense when they parted ways with Steve Nash. They've turned things around under Jacques Vaughn. They are 15 and 7 under Vaughn. You can see on your screen there the second best in the East behind the Celtics with the defense that has improved to sixth in the NBA. So we talked about the Nets a whole lot when they were struggling towards the beginning of the season, when there was a lot of drama surrounding them. It is only fair that we give them their due now because they're healthy, they're winning games. What has, Shanae, been the single key in your mind to this turnaround? I would start with Kevin Durant. Just his consistency and his, you know, leadership on the floor. Just making sure that the boat stays afloat. And his play has been sensational. I think he started off the year not shooting the three ball so well. That's evening out. He's averaging 30 points per game. He's having one of his best statistical seasons. And so him being able to be that guy who we all know he is on the floor, coupled with Kyrie back and being productive more so the last few games, you're starting to see, to see those two stars really stabilize themselves offensively. And then obviously the defense is not as bad as it was before, which mm. means they're able to win some games. But Kevin Durant's kind of been balling all season. We can't take his him for granted. Life? Right, oh, his whole life, life since he was born. What do you see here, Tim? I think right now a couple things. First of all, obviously all of that drama that they dealt with early in the season yeah. has been lifted. That's very difficult to walk in every day when you're constantly getting asked questions that have nothing to do with what's going going on in the court. That, that was difficult for them to deal with. They're past that. The other thing is this. They started winning a little bit, right? What does that do? Promotes fun. You're a little bit lighter on your toes. You bounce when you come in to shoot around. You just feel better. But then the final thing is this. They're beating who they're supposed to. Mm. Right? This isn't necessarily, you know, murderer's road to 27 Yankees, but they're beating teams that are in that middle of the pack that on a given night can be very difficult to deal with. These yeah. aren't a bunch of bottom feeders. So they're beating who they're supposed to. And anytime you're trying to turn something around, it starts there. We have to show up, beat these teams that we have more talent than, and then we'll find out more about them when they play some of the heavyweights later in the year. Are you ready for some incredible analysis that you can't get anywhere else? I <laughs> Lay it on us. It helps to have Kyrie Irving. When Kyrie Irving plays in the game, you have a better chance to win most of the time, and that's what's happening. And there's been no drama, as Legs said, and the first three weeks of the season, they were dead last defensively, mm. 30th. And by the way, 30th by a lot. Like, there was a long way between them and 29th. And so... I don't know where they're actually going to be as a defensive team, and some of it has been because Ben Simmons has gotten back and been able to play a little more consistently. But if they're an average defensive team and Kyrie Irving plays, they're going to be good. Now, they're a very expensive team, over $200 million in payroll and luxury tax. They are not here to be in fourth place. Mm. They are here to compete for the title. So while I want to take my hat off to them and say you've done better these last 10 games, you've still got a very high level that you're expected to reach at some point. Right. And, and Kevin Durant even acknowledged your point, Tim, the other night, last night. He said that, yeah, we, we kind of know that we're beating the teams that we're supposed to beat, but he likes the brand of basketball that they are currently playing. 
How confident are you, Cheney, that they can get to that mountaintop that Brian Windhorst is alluding to? Well, what is that specific mountaintop? Is it coming out of the east? Uh, is it trying to be in the playoffs securely and not having to be in the play-in? Higher. Or win the championship? Yes. I don't, know about that. I don't know about that, boss. But <laughs> what I do know is that this trend will give them the cushion that, so that they can be the team that they wanted to be. Meaning Ben Simmons being available to play is what was necessary. Kyrie being available to play, necessary. Katie's always going to show up and show out. And so when you have those guys out there, you feel like you always have a chance. It's similar to what we thought about with the Warriors. Right. Oh, we were worried about their start, but then now, you know, you're starting to see in pockets like, oh, that's the team that we thought they were. And so now you have those three guys available and you're beating the teams you're expecting them to beat. Now you're like, I don't, I'm not saying championship mm. or bust, but I'm going to say playoffs. And once you get in the playoffs, we know Kyrie is one of the most clutch performers. Katie is one of the most unguardable. Ben, let's keep going and keep being more aggressive. You can take those guys and think like, oh, they can beat someone in a four-game, you know, stand. Right. The Nets, they face the Rockets and Cheney's sweatshirt, sweatshirt on March 7th. <laughs> uh, still ahead on NBA Today. Crypto plays host tonight to the Lakers and the Celtics. So we'll preview what to expect in a battle between those two dynamic duos. And speaking of star-studded look-aheads, we have another great game for you tonight. Steph versus Giannis. What more can you ask for? Hear what each one of them had to say about each other. That is coming up shortly. And we've teased it all show long. The MVP trophy, it gets Jordan-esque up in here, but that's not the only hardware overhaul. See the trophies for yourself right here in studio as NBA Today rolls on. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Do I believe I'm the best player in the world? No. I think the best player in the world is the person that uh, is the last man standing. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. I believe that uh, the best player in the world is uh, Steph Curry. It's still, still the next player. Try to stop that. Give him a flex, Giannis. I was thinking the same thing about him last year. I appreciate the compliment. It's not going to soften me up. Can I tell you how excited I am? So excited. I'm so excited because the last two finals MVPs, they face off tonight. We have a matchup of the season between the Warriors and the Bucks, and I think this calls for a little cheat sheet We're today. bringing it back. Let's, Let's do go. It. Okay, so the Warriors are in Milwaukee, and here's what you need to know. Mm. I love sneaky good numbers, but with this matchup, we are going beyond the obvious with each team. So let's start with Golden State. The Warriors lead the NBA in made threes per game. 
that aspect of their offense, that's expected. Now what's unexpected this season has been their defense, particularly on the road. Look, they have the third best defensive efficiency at home, but the second worst on the road. Their opponents actually shoot 10 percentage points better from three when the Warriors are on the road. That is crazy. Their defense needs to travel, and I will show you right now as we travel to the big board. Look at how the Warriors defenders are all connected. One, two, three, four, five. Two guarding one, which normally could be a mismatch defensively, but everyone's feet are active. There's a closeout. Look at how, how many people are on a string. And then guess what? That forces a bobble of the ball. And that's Warriors basketball defensively, where everyone is guarding everyone at the same time. Now, this is against Luka, who is one of the best players in the NBA. Obviously, he draws two, but I want you to watch the eyes of the Warriors defenders. One, two, three right here. They're all watching the ball, but they also have the quick twitch to get back out and to contest the shot. The Warriors, though, all right, we just saw that defense. The Warriors, they're taking on the Bucks, who have the best defense in the NBA. The Bucks do. Now, that's expected, really, Malika, on Milwaukee's part. But what's unexpected when we're talking about Milwaukee is their offense. How often do we see that three out of a team's top four scores right. being 6'10 or above? Power forwards to centers. So let's roll the tape. Let's talk about this offense. I mean, y'all know. Do you know what school he went to, Brooke Lopez? Stanford. Stanford in the house, <laughs> shooting almost 40% from three. How often do you get a center that really picks and pops? Giannis leads the NBA in paint points per game. Their other center can knock it down from three. Wild, mm. but it's not just him. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Pick and roll right here, and I love this. Nice little reverse pivot, doesn't settle for the shot draws the defense to drag them down. When you can knock down that outside shot, mm. that means you're gonna get lands either for yourself or for others. So you think about Golden State, Golden State's great with offense, but defense is where they really need to work on the road. And then you think about the Bucks. The Bucks are great with defense, mm. but their offense is really sneaky good from the 6'10 and above club, which is me in heels normally, right? <laughs> you're in the 6'10 and above club in heels. I'm in the, the five, Nine and above. I'll be in the 5'10 and above. 5'10 and above. Home State Milwaukee. I mean, it's going to be a clash of the ages tonight. Two of the most decorated players that are playing right now. But that's just the appetizer. Mm. Because right here in L.A., we also have a matchup between two of the most decorated franchises, the Celtics and the Lakers. Because the Celtics, they look to avoid a season-worst three-game losing streak because they visit the Lakers. In fact, Boston hasn't dropped three straight since 2021, but they have a tough task at hand with Anthony Davis, who, excluding last week's loss to Cleveland, where he left with an illness, is averaging 41 points per game, 13 and a half rebounds in the month of December. LeBron James is looking for his first back-to-back 30-point -back game of the year as well. One of the biggest tests um, in our league. I mean, it's a lot of great teams in our league, and they happen to be one of them. So, um, you know, that first game off a road trip is always tough. So, it's good when you got to be even more locked in with a team that you know is really good. So I look forward to the challenge. So LeBron has averaged 28.8 points per game in his regular season career against the Celtics. It's the third most in NBA history, only behind Michael Jordan and the NBA's all-time leading scorer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So Brian, you've covered LeBron James for many, many years, and these Celtics matchup, they're always special. He gets up a little bit more for them. Why is that? He hates Boston. I can't, I don't even think that's a strong enough word. He absolutely hates them. They were, again, you know, he, he's been treated roughly by the fans there, but they're obviously a competitor of his with three different teams. The Cavs the first time, then the Heat, then the Cavs again. Mm. It's, 
a, a perpetual thing that has happened over the years, even though the heat is, or the team has completely changed over. He hates the new people that are coming to the Boston games. And it's so crazy. I don't think people pay much attention to this. It's so crazy to me that LeBron owns a small piece of the Boston Red Sox. I, I cannot believe there is much Boston paraphernalia in his life. I assume he's got some Red Sox gear, but I think it stays way in the back of the closet. It'll only be brought out at the rare time when he's going to go to a game or something. So, so that's one subplot of this game. But then on, on the other side of things, we see Jason Tatum is coming off back-to-back -back games where he isn't yep. able to register 20 points. How can the Lakers continue to make life difficult on him, Ramona? Well, they could get some wing defenders who are big that may be a start. long like the Warriors and Clippers have. And the Warriors have provided the, the blueprint for how to defend Jason Tatum. The problem is you have to have the personnel to execute that. I don't see that on this Lakers team but the Warriors are sending multiple guys at Tatum the Clippers did that yesterday with Kawhi Leonard Marcus Morris who was his that was Jason Tatum's vet when he came into the league Marcus Morris was great on those double team rotations uh, Jason was just uncomfortable and they made it hard for him to get past the second rotation defender uh, Lakers don't have that personnel though so this lines up well for them so bear with me here Tim I spoke to Clay Thompson the other week, and he told me that the more he struggled to have that breakout game early on in the season, the more pressure that he would put on himself. And it would mount and mount and mount, and he couldn't yep. just get that game to get out of the gate. Jason Tatum, I don't want to overreact here. I really don't. He's only struggled for two games. He's playing incredibly good teams. Does he have to have a bounce back to put that pressure on him right now? Or are you saying, woo? He's definitely going to challenge himself to do that because mm -hmm. now he's on that level, right, where the expectations yep. are there. That's, that's what those top guys do. But here's the thing. For me personally, no. He doesn't need to because there's only one bell that he needs to ring. It's getting back on that stage again that he was at at the end of the season last year yep. and ringing that bell. I agree. And leading a team to a championship and being the best player on the floor in doing it. He was outplayed by Steph Curry in the finals. We know he didn't play as well as he did in the regular season. First team All-League player last year and then has that to end the season. He's an MVP candidate now. Best record in the league. Best team in the league. That's all going to continue throughout the regular season. There's no doubt in my mind, regardless of how he plays in this one game, so for me, the only bell that needs to get rung is when he gets back where the lights are the brightest, he's going to have to now have a bounce back because if he does it again, now each year subsequently that weight becomes heavier for him. He gets a one-off as a young player. Okay, did not play well in that situation. Let's see what happens the next time. Nothing in the regular season is going to make me think anything different. I know who Jason Tatum is mm -hmm. now how good he is. That's going to be the ultimate answer for him. This is also Jason Tatum's first experience being the hunted. Okay, the Celtics are the best team in the league. He is the MVP front runner, and now you have teams that are scheming against him. And I caught him at his locker after the game last night, and he was sitting there for a long time, icing his knees. He took his time collecting his thoughts, and he said, "Welcome. This is this is a different role for you." And he goes. Yeah, this is good, though. It's all part of it, and I, I plan on being in this position for a long time. The way that he's playing, you can see that he plans on playing himself to continue to be in this position for many years to come. You can't worry too much about one regular season game. It all matters when the stage is the biggest and the lights are the brightest. Speaking of, coming up on NBA Today, the NBA is unveiling nine new trophies featuring the legends of the league's past. Our Kurt Goldsberry has the details. Hey Malika, I am here with Mr. Trophy himself, Victor Solomon, who is not only the NBA's secret weapon when it comes to revamping all these trophies, but he's got five letters that are gonna change the way we all talk about the NBA. MJ, MVP. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. And in a league of very valuable players, the 2008-2009 NBA Most Valuable Player, You the real MVP. My pleasure to award to you NBA Defensive Player of the Year Award. First award honors the new kid on the block, the NBA Rookie of the Year. His quickness is, is, is unbelievable. Oh, Allen Iverson, what a move! The NBA announced this morning that the MVP trophy, it's been given a little bit of an overhaul. It is now known as the Michael Jordan trophy, but that's not the only hardware that was redesigned. Nine others, they were also reimagined and renamed after league pioneers. And the Michael Jordan trophy, it was specifically designed by retired longtime Jordan brand designer Mark Smith in partnership with artist Victor Solomon. Our Kirk Goldsberry has more on the new era of NBH hardware. It's my privilege to represent the basketball fans around the world, quite simply to present Michael Jordan with his fifth NBA Most Valuable Player trophy. The NBA's Most Valuable Player Award just got a legendary upgrade. The league's most famous individual award is now named after Michael Jordan. The design is intended to capture the overall journey required to become the MVP of the best basketball league in the world. Shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! 
The silhouette is not the Jumpman pose, but features a player emerging from a raw, uneven ground, rising up to become a refined athlete, striving and reaching for the ultimate rock. A crystal basketball that, as a nod to MJ, consists of 23 points and measures 1.23 inches in diameter. The trophy stands exactly at 23.6 inches tall, representing Jordan's jersey number and number of NBA championships. I've really set a standard for myself. It's just normal. But then you have to step it up another level to be above normal. The new MJ MVP trophy was approved by the GOAT himself. Thanks to a major new hardware overhaul, the other major award winners will have some new works of art to raise up to. I've been watching NBA basketball ever since I've been in junior high school, Jim, so I've seen quite a bit of it. I actually think there is no better competition in the world. The Rookie of the Year trophy will now be named after Wilt Chamberlain who averaged a cool 37.6 points and 27.0 rebounds in his first season back in 1959-60. Also, the Defensive Player of the Year will now be named after the league's all-time leader in block shots, Hakeem Olajuwon. The Most Improved Player, won by Ja Morant last season, will now be named after George Mikan. The sixth man of the year will honor eight-time champion John Havlicek, the key reserve who helped fuel the Celtics' 60s dynasty. Last, the league is also introducing a brand new award, the Jerry West Trophy, awarded to the most clutch player of the year. Jerry West made it from the other side of the mid-court strike. Awards mean a lot, man. They always have, but this new set of trophies named after some of the league's most important legends will make these performance honors even more impactful going forward. Thank you. We are lucky enough to have all of the trophies here in studio with us. Victor Solomon brought them in. A little bit of fun fact, guys, about the Michael Jordan MVP trophy. That is actually Nikola Jokic's trophy. It is headed to Nikola. It says his name on it. It is headed there right after the show today. So thanks for letting us borrow it, Nikola. The trophies, they look great. We have the new award, the brand new Jerry West trophy that's going to be awarded to the most clutch player in okay. the league. Who do you think deserves it? You know, it can go to a variety of guys, but I'm going to go with Luka Doncic because I looked it up, 57 points in the clutch, that's third, and then he has by far the most assists, which is an underrated aspect of his game, 16 in clutch time, so I'm giving it to Luka. All right, Tim. Yeah, for me, it just can't be about scoring. It's got to be also he can pick you apart with his passing. So in, in that situation, who do you want the ball to have? Uh, who do you want to have the basketball? It's Luka Doncic because he can oh. beat you any number of ways. So. We have five other major awards to, well, we don't get to give them out as much as I wanted to just all, actually. Uh, but can I know the, the leaders in your clubhouse right now, Chanae? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to the touch screen. Oh. Really, this is the first time I don't want to leave set. Like, I it's love It's all right. This I'll right take here. good care of them. Okay. I promise. Victor, Victor <laughs> Solomon, you are the man and you did your thing. Mr. Legler, should we do this? Yeah, go ahead. You want oh. me to start? All right. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Top sixth man of the year. How about this? Oh, this was a tough one. There were so many candidates. I'm going to go with Jordan Poole. I just think, where would the Warriors be? They've already struggled here to start. Where would they be while Klay Thompson is continuing to come back to his form if Jordan Poole is not doing what he's doing every night? So I'm going with him. 
I'm going to go here because a lot of my awards skew with best player, you yeah. know, best guy, best team. You know, some people say sensational season. Uh, best player on the best team in the category of six-man Malcolm Brogdon. It's not just about scoring, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's also about him being able to lower that turnover margin and just play sound basketball. Without uh, Williams, he's really helped maintain that, you know, number one standing you yeah. know, for, the, for the Celtics. All right, let's go to Rookie of the Year. Great pick. Rookie of the Year for me. Benedict Matherin. I know, I know, look, Paolo Bancaro's putting up better numbers, but I'm going with impact as well. Indiana's been one of the really surprising stories in the league this, this year. He's coming off the bench, but look at his production in the minutes he plays. He was my favorite guy also coming uh, out of the draft, so I'm a little bit biased about being right <laughs> draft night when I said this guy's going to be something. Okay, I'm going to go with the favorite here. I don't have to say much. 21.8 points per game leading, the, you know, Orlando uh, Shaq, him. And then also Penny Hardaway, if you talk about statistical categories and scoring, the history he's about to make. Most improved. Most improved. I'm going with Laurie Markkinen. You know, it's one thing. He's been a good player in this league. But to go from 14, 15 a game to 22 a game and be the guy that's really the focal point of your offense, that's why I'm going with him. Improved offensively across the board. Okay, you're going 14, 15 to 20. I'm talking about 24 to 30. That's good. That's good. 30. And we're going to talk about SGA. Give this man the award right now. Because what he's done this year has been sensational. I'm a huge fan of what he's done, uh, expanding to three, just holding things down in uh, Oklahoma City. Let's go to DPOY. Defensive player of the year. I know the bigs typically own this thing. I'm always going to be the guy that defends the perimeter players. I'm going to go with the guys that have more responsibility. Possession by possession, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Same team, different player, different position. I know you guard-oriented. I'm <laughs> right. post-oriented. You want to guess who I took? I wonder. Not bad. Stanford in the house. Not Last bad. but not least, the Michael Jordan MVP. Who do you have? Yeah, I'm going with Giannis. I know it's Giannis or Tatum. Go ahead. Flip a coin. I'm, I'm, I'm good either way. I'm going with Giannis because he's played more games without Chris Middleton. Tatum's had Brown all year. Because this is quarter, and again, I said best player, best team type of stuff. I'm going Tatum, but I do think Ooh. in the long haul it might be Giannis joining the class of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson becoming a three-time MVP. But right now, it's Jason Tatum. Uh, can I tell you who my MVP is right now? It Victor. is Victor <laughs> Solomon, who is good joining choice, us choice. here. Thank you so much for coming into studio, for designing these incredible trophies. They look absolutely amazing. Can I just take one home? Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll, we'll Wait, we'll we'll like, we'll 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 talk. Right, Still ahead on NBA Today. They say time is a flat circle. So more than 20 years after Braun and Melo squared off in high school, their sons, they battled it out last night. That's next. Stay tuned. Which trophies for you, Shanae? Uh, what? the real MVP, baby. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Me and Melo go way back to my sophomore year in high school to his junior year in high school. We met there and had a little bit of a friendship that I knew could continue. We know we're family, we're brothers, but as competitors, we're coming after each other. So Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James, they've gone head-to-head 46 times thus far throughout their illustrious NBA careers. That includes the playoffs, but their history, it predates the rivalry in the league because two years before the future Hall of Famers were selected into the top three in the fabled 2003 draft, they faced off in front of 11,000 fans as St. Vincent, St. Mary's took on Oak Hill Academy. The two combined for 70 points, but... As big of a game as that was, it actually wasn't nationally televised. It wasn't until 10 months later that LeBron made his ESPN debut. That's where the 17-year-old phenom scored 31 points, had 13 rebounds, 6 assists to lead St. Vincent St. Mary's to a win over the top-ranked team in the nation. Yes, it was Melo's alma mater, Oak Hill. So fast forward with me. 20 years to the day yesterday, LeBron and Carmelo Anthony, they found themselves in a high school gym together, but not to play to watch their sons play. Bronny and Cayenne, as well as sophomore Bryce James, suit up for what they can only be, hope to be one of the first of many matchups to come. So let's go there now. You can see the two young men getting set to face each other. Here's what Mello had to say about the matchup. You know, they grew up together, man. So that's that's the next, you know, that next generation that's coming up. So for us to, you know, we met 21, 22 years ago, right, to the, to the day. And, for us to be here full circle and watching Bronny and what he's doing and what he's about to go on to and then Bryce coming right behind him and then Cayenne coming right behind that. So the legacy continues. It don't stop. So this is in the first quarter. Bronny gets the steal here. Goes coast to coast. Throws it down at the other end. The entire gym was impressed with that one. So let's go back to December 12, 2002, because what does this remind you of? Oh, yeah, LeBron James throwing it down. Now, December 12, 2022, Bronny with the slam. Like father, like son. 20 years apart. You can see LeBron loving it. Later in the third year, Bronny pushes the pace. Three on the way. It's good. Ooh, nice little play there. Scotty Pippen was on the sidelines, just loving that one. <laughs> there you are, legendary Oak Hill coach Steve Smith, and then Bronny once again. Ooh, acrobatic finish on that one. Let's take one more look at the fancy finish there. And then let's go ahead to the end of the third here. Off the miss three. Ryan Anthony tips the rebound to himself, lays it in, plus the foul. Nice little play from that young man. And then in the fourth quarter, Carmelo Anthony, you can see him there watching his son. Bronny, on the way, throws down the alley-oop. It looks mighty familiar. Bronny finished with 12 points, six rebounds, three assists. Sierra Canyon gets the win. 62 to 51. There's LeBron and Carmelo Anthony with some love after the game. Here's LeBron James today. Listen, he's so unfazed and you know, he does nothing bothers him really at all. Uh, just a kid who, you know, loves playing the game of basketball, but you know, love being a big brother, love being a role model, you know, to his generation and 
Um, you know, it's pretty cool that he's able to experience some of the things that I was able to experience, you know. And, um, but at the end of the day, he's creating his own path and creating his own name and, and legacy. So uh, I love that more, more than anything. So, Brian Windhorst, you were actually at that game 20 years ago. When you look at that game then and this game now, what stands out? Yeah, it's completely different, Malik. I mean, we didn't have high school games on television. They didn't have IGs with millions of followers. <laughs> right. LeBron was mostly unknown to the, to the U.S. Maybe they saw him on the cover of Sports Illustrated. In my view, he made tens of millions of dollars this night because he created these highlights. Th these highlights ran on SportsCenter for months. After seeing that game, it became a matter of the shoe companies we don't care what it takes. We're going to pay whatever it takes for him. So it was a huge moment for him just for the financially of his family and also to establish his name in, 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 uh, over the country. Bronny's name is very much established. So not comparable, but still pretty cool that we got to see that scene last night. Yeah, it was Isaiah Elohim who, who played last night, and we're all like, oh, let's take a little bit of notice of him. All right, so LeBron aside, though, I did catch up with Carmelo Anthony. He remains unsigned about his aspirations to return to an NBA roster. I love the game. I, I would say that. I love the game, but I realize there's a lot of things that's not in my control. So I just sit back and let it play out, and whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And I, I accept that. I'm at peace with that. I'm cool. I get to watch my kids. I get to watch my kids. I get to watch my son play, you know, train him, be around him, come to his games. So these are the things that, you know, for a long time I haven't had a chance to do. So now I can, I can be that father and the man that I need to be. So I'm cool, man. I, I would love to play. Uh, I love the game. I'm still in the gym every single day. Um, but if the opportunity presents itself, it presents itself. But it's not something that I'm, you know, I'm pressing about. It. You know, I, I still love it. I still love the game. Thoughts? He's got a lot of fans in the league. Right now, this time of year, a lot of teams look to promote players who are on two ways or in the G League. Later on in the back end of the season, a team may need a veteran. Mm. I could see it, but I don't. I think he might have to probably wait his turn and see how things play out. It was very clear that he is ready when his name is called, but just in a, a very good mental space. NBA Today will be back in just 60 seconds. NBA today. I can't believe that the countdown to Christmas is already on. It is already here. I'm biased. I feel like I have to say Bucks Boston is the game I'm most excited for because it's the game I'm going to be on the broadcast for. But I genuinely believe that this could be a very interesting matchup. Uh, what do you think, Cheney? I agree. I'm going to go with you. The matchup in the middle, if you're looking at our big LED board, that's the one I'm going to watch. But it's really for you because you're going to be on it. Oh, well, thanks. And I'll uh, be at home cheering you on. What about this matchup, though? You can take a look at the five Christmas Day games. Obviously, John Morant versus Steph Curry is going to be a lot of fun. But what about Cheney versus Cheney oh. versus Cheney? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay, so we producer Greg Fonseca is now a huge Rockets fan. Rockets fans, Clutch City, you guys can relax. <laughs> now he will allow me to talk about the Rockets, but thank you for the swag. I will keep talking about the teams that need to be talked about so that I can get free swag. You still have 10 seconds left. Is there anything else? I got a jersey with my name on the back. Rep uh, that squad. You already have jerseys with your name on the back. You're right, my own. You have tons of jerseys yeah, with your exactly. name on the back. Can I get one of those? I got That's going to do it for us. NFL Live is coming hey, up count. next. Hey, we count. will see you.